All down. All silent. Going, going, going. Gone. So congratulations. Welcome to the Current Market Insights Podcast, brought to you by Harris Partners Real Estate. Each episode, we chat with real estate author and industry leader, Peter O'Malley, to discuss the current property market conditions and provide insights to assist you on your property journey. G'day, Peter. Thanks for joining me on the podcast. Great to be here, Kieran. Brilliant. Peter, big week in property as always. Uh, What's your, your pick on how the market's running this week? I think the big news out of the property market this week is the RBA increased interest rates by 0.25%. Some in the market, such as Westpac's Bill Evans, felt that they might go half a percent. Whilst they did raise the rates by 0.25%, they did flag there's further to come. So I guess on one hand, the market was happy that it wasn't a half a percent interest rate rise, but we can expect more in the future. That was followed up uh, 24 hours later by the US Federal Reserve increasing their interest rates by 0.75%. And uh, let's hope that the US Federal Reserve can break inflation in the US because I think that'll ricochet globally and take some pressure off our interest rates coming into 2023. But it's a very fluid situation and one that uh, home buyers and increasingly people that are needing to mortgage and refinance again in 2023 are keeping a very close eye on. So you, you mentioned, obviously, home buyers and those looking to refinance. These interest rate rises do have an impact, 0.25, 0.75. What's the reality like for people on the ground at the moment? What are you seeing out in the market? I'm increasingly seeing homeowners that are modelling what these higher interest rates mean for them personally in 2023, and they're becoming increasingly uncomfortable, if I'm honest, Kieran. It's a big issue, and if it's not addressed Household by household, as we get into 2023, there'll be carnage in the market. Carnage in the market, it's been uh, talked about for a few months, I think, and and people are becoming a little bit more aware of the impact of these rises. Do you think in this scenario, are there any winners? Are you meeting anyone on the ground that's really happy about these rises? There are buyers out there that believe the worst case scenario won't roll in. And when we say that uh, carnage in the market has been spoken about often, it's been spoken about for the last two decades but it's never happened. This time, is it really different? That's what people are asking themselves out there. We've been warned multiple times over the last uh, two decades, as I say, that Sydney property prices are going to drop 20 30% and then they go up again. But never in that time frame have we seen interest rates jump the way they have in 2022, and the market is spooked. What I would say that the biggest pain in the market is probably from the middle down. So if you think about the median house price in Sydney is around 1.25 million, it's probably from that price point down that it's having the biggest impact. When you start talking about the upper end of the market, they're less impacted by rising interest rates in the short term. And it's kind of easier to sell a house for 5 million at the moment than a, than a million dollar apartment, which is, uh, which is interesting. So let's talk about that sub 1.25 million bracket. Uh, you're saying they're definitely impacted by the interest rate rises. You said also you've never seen these kind of rises happen in the past, or not to this regularity, level of regularity. In the last two decades, that's right. Do you think that there's still more to come? I think there is, while ever inflation's going up, and the RBA Governor Philip Lowe was pretty clear in stressing that in his statement on Tuesday. So the 0.25% interest rate rise that we received on Tuesday was not the big story for mine. I think the big story was the statement that followed where he said we haven't finished and in tackling inflation is our primary goal. 
And the reason I highlight that point, Kieran, is there's a lot of people walking around saying the RBA, you know, will be very conscious of what's happening in the property market and they won't want to crash the market. And no, the RBA don't want to crash the market, but that's not their primary objective. Their primary objective is uh, price control and employment. And clearly with inflation running over 7%, price stability is out of control And that's the RBA's primary objective at the moment. So whilst they're conscious of what's going on in the property market, I have no doubt, it's it's not their primary objective and and, and home buyers and home sellers need to know that. So looking at home buyers and home sellers, if you could give some advice to to either one of those sectors right now, if you're looking to buy or looking to sell, what's your advice to those people right now? Well, look, just very quickly, if you're a first home buyer trying to break into the market, this creates opportunity. Um, because property prices are coming down at the bottom end of the market. So affordability and entry point for first home buyers that are strong in a cash position, they should be inspired by what's happening at the moment because their time is coming where they can look to enter the property market. More so into the property market at this stage because if they stay renting, their rent is jumping quite aggressively at the moment. So I think you'll see that if rents continue to shoot up and property prices continue to slide, I think you'll see two groups of buyers that will underpin the property market. The first being investors that take notice of the increasing yield on offer in the property market and first home buyers who opt out of renting at an elevated price point and go across into the sales market. If you're looking to buy and sell your property, there's a fair amount of relevance in all of it. So yes, you almost certainly will sell for less than you would have sold for in 2021, but you'll also buy for less. So you're washing any perceived shortfall off, if you like. Um, Probably the group that is most impacted by uh, falling property prices is uh, uh, baby boomers or downsizers or downgraders. Because if you own a $4 million property to buy a $1.5 million bolt hole and the market drops 10%, well, you might lose 400000 on your sale, but you only, you only make it up by a, a cheaper purchase to the tune of 150000 So a rising market, interestingly, doesn't benefit everyone and a falling market doesn't punish everyone. There will be winners and losers in this market, as there always is. No, I think you've put it perfectly. There certainly... There are definitely a downturn occurring, but there's parity across the market. So where you lose in one part of the market, you may make it up in the other. You did mention in there rentals and renters in particular. Yes. Uh, really topical at the moment. You know, all through the media, week after week is how challenging it is to get a rental. Prices are going up. You know, people are feeling a little bit cautious, I think, a little bit scared. What's your advice to anyone or any families or anyone who's, who's in a rental or looking for one at the moment? What are the great tips to ensure that you can secure a property? Well, as you're seeing out there on a Saturday, Kieran, let's talk about rentals. Yes, the rising rental market is topical, but it's not a beat up either. It's happening for real. You know, we're turning up to rental inspections and like there was a queue of home buyers to meet us in 2021, there's now a queue of renters to meet us in 2022. So the media uh, have been calling the current rental market a rental crisis And I'd put it to anyone that this is not a rental crisis. This is a market that has simply recovered and risen a little bit post-COVID. I believe the rental crisis will come in 2023 as interest rates continue to rise, the cost of living continues to rise, and landlords need to pass some of those costs off in order to sustain the property. Uh, During COVID, as we know, construction slowed or was not started, so as 
the government encourage cheap labour into the country. That is going to put pressure on the rental market first and foremost, as opposed to the sale market. And quite simply, there won't be enough dwellings to meet all of that uh, new demand that comes into Sydney. And a result of that is the rental market will jump sharply. So if you are a tenant, you'd probably look for a long lease at the moment to give yourself some protection from the ever-arising rental market that'll happen in 2023. And you've got to question the value of an empty bedroom. If you've got an empty bedroom in your property, you might opt to lease it out and that helps offset some of the rate rises. That's one solution there. Another solution is if you don't want to go into a share accommodation arrangement, you can always downgrade your rental accommodation. You might have a three-bedroom apartment that you're living in. You only need two. So you might then scale back to a two-bedroom. So there's two solutions there for tenants. Uh, Landlords need to understand that the best tenant is not the highest paying tenant. The best tenant is the person that gives your property back to you in the condition that you leased it to them in, if not better. But by the same token, you need a property manager that is guiding you to where the current market rent is. You can only increase your rent once every 12 months in New South Wales. Uh, So when you do do a rental increase, you want to make sure that it's going to be applicable and appropriate for the next 12 months. No, it's good advice. And I think you've certainly highlighted that the interest rate rises while whilst they you know directly impact those with a mortgage at the moment in particular, there really is this downstream effect for everyone involved in the market. And it is uh, it's definitely some uncertain times ahead. For those who are willing to take the challenge on at the moment of getting to the property market, they go along to to an open home. There is less competition uh, than we have seen in the last you know twelve to eighteen months or so. What would your advice be to a buyer in that scenario, potentially where they may be the only buyer on a property or in a scenario where maybe they're being told, actually, now that you've come along, uh, there is renewed interest and there's a few other people here. How do they navigate you know, the agent's commentary and how do they make sure that they're putting them or positioning themselves perfectly to, to be in the best place to buy that house? I think buyers need to understand what value is for the respective property based on their own research. Some agents will price high, some will price accurately, and some will underquote. And when you're looking at eight or nine properties on a Saturday, uh, you're going to come across each of those strategies. And I think in every instance, you need to step away and say, well, which property meets our needs and what's a fair and current market price for that property? Buyers that try to factor in bad news in 2023 into a 2022 offer will be waved away by the real estate agent, and rightly so. We don't really know how 2023 is going to play. Admittedly, the the signs are not great for vendors, um, but funnier things have happened, and all you can do is make an offer based on current market price. That should be research-based, and it should be fair. And if you are trying to find a bargain, take advantage of a vendor, you'll probably miss out, and then you'll be upset, and it's your own fault. Good advice as always, Peter. That's all we have time for today. Thanks for joining me on the podcast. Pleasure, Kieran. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on the Current Market Insights podcast, brought to you by Harris Partners Real Estate, the podcast providing real estate insights you won't find anywhere else.